Welcome back to another episode of the Charged Up Show. In this episode, we get to talk to Kean Washkarak, who was recently picked up by the St. Louis Blues NHL team. Kean has dominated in the OHL so far, playing for the Mississauga Steelheads, and throughout this episode, we get to hear about his experiences so far. This episode was brought to you by 509 Tech Services, a tech repair company located in Elmira, Ontario. 509 Tech Services offers fast and affordable repairs for all phones, tablets, including iPhones, iPads, Samsungs, and more. They offer screen battery replacements, home button repairs, camera repairs, etc. All repairs come with a six-month warranty, and when you go and get your tech repaired, if you mention Charged Up, you'll receive 10% off the price of your repair. If you have any more questions, you can contact the owner, Peter, at 226 444 9927 or visit their website at 509techservices.ca. Hope you enjoy this interview. Please welcome to the podcast Mississauga Steelheads forward and assistant captain Kean Washcrook. So what's going on? What what are you up to right now? Uh not not really too much. Uh you know just just working out in my garage and stuff like that and then uh you know recently just got a job drywalling so Okay. I've been busy with that, and then, uh, you know, just uh, shooting around uh, in my house and, you know, hanging out with the family. How is the drywalling tough? Tough work? Uh, it's early mornings, you know. I'm getting up at, like, 5.30 in the morning and then heading to the job site. But, uh, you know, it's pretty light right now, but uh, it's supposed to pick up. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll get tougher, I think. Yeah, yeah, for what, sure. What, what made you want to get a job? I feel like most people... Like, I was a bit surprised, too, when I heard you get a job, too, just because yeah, um, you're in the OHL. And what made you want to get a yeah. job? Uh, you know, I just, I just want to keep busy during the summer, you know. Um, you know, uh, I'm working out and stuff like that. But as of right now, you know, I'm doing nothing. I'm just sitting at home. So uh, me and my brother actually actually got a job and we're working together. So, uh, you know, I just, I just don't really want to be sitting around the house, you know, kind of make some uh, extra money and stuff like that to spend during the summer and, you know, I uh, I placed my hand on drywalling, so that's basically it. Fair enough. Cool. How was yeah. uh like your workouts been? Like, did you find it tough at the start to kind of, you know, obviously like people have to be creative, like kind of with the stuff that they have. Was that tough for you at all, or? Um, I guess a little bit towards the start of all this happening, and then uh, you know I had guys like Hoffer and then Brooksy who I work out with during the summer. You know, reach out to me and. You know, they put programs together and, you know, I'm lucky enough to have weights uh, in my garage and a huge Olympic li- lifting rack there. So I'm fortunate enough to have that. And then I'm also fortunate enough to have those guys behind me trying to push me every day. Okay. We'll, we'll start at the beginning of the career. We don't, we don't really talk about minor hockey too much. So we'll, we'll just yeah. jump right into uh, the OHL. You are, yeah, yeah. I think you're the first person we've had on that made the team as a 16 year We've had a bunch of second year we had Lennox, who's Saginaw goalie. Yeah. He, he didn't start playing until the end of the season. But obviously, like how how like what was it like making the team as a 16 year old? Uh, it was a really big accomplishment for me. And uh, you know, we had a lot of good guys on that team. Uh, you know, a lot of NHL draft picks like uh, Mikey McLeod, uh, Nick Hag, Owen Tippett. You know, just big name guys like that. And you know, to crack a lineup like that, which was you know, which was so good, and to learn from those guys. Uh, you know, at the start of my career and how skilled and how hard they work and, you know, how they carry themselves on and off the ice was, was really big for me. And, you know, I'm 
I appreciate that a lot of, you know, me coming into that dressing room every day and learning something new, which was, which is really big. Who, who are the guys that, like you said, you actually went right into our next question with that. And like, I, I used to love watching McLeod. Um, mm-hmm. Like ever since I saw him at the odd, even Tippett, I watched Tippett in practice one day when I was play, at a tournament in Mississauga and he was unreal. I'm like, yeah. Who who took you under their wing and as a sixteen year old? You said you had such a good year. Like who who helped you out a lot? I had a bunch of guys. Uh like you said, McLeod, you know, he was he was uh he was a big guy, you know, to come up to me and start talking to me, make me feel really comfortable about but I also uh, I also sat beside Owen Tippett in the dressing room. So um, you know, me and him would, would talk uh, talk a bunch and you know, I just uh just give me little hints and tips about things that I can do to, you know, add to my game. And then uh, in my second year, I actually played with him, so which made everything easier, I guess. You know, you give him the puck, and he does his thing, and then hopefully get a point that night or, or a couple. But, you know, playing with those two guys, and I'd say that those two guys really took me under their wing from the start of my career. You know, I can't thank both of them enough for doing that. Yeah, that's that's great to have, like, especially I'm sure he it was kind of like a role model. Like, obviously, getting drafted young, like, it's always – kind of good to find good group core guys on your team. So, that's, yeah, that's great to hear. Yeah, exactly, yeah, definitely. Now, you had a pretty big difference between your 16-year-old year and your 17-year-old year. Would you – and you almost tripled your points. Would you be able to walk us through kind of your mindset and how you were able to do that? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, my second year was also my draft year. So, I, I, I knew I needed to have a big year that year. So, you know, I was working out like crazy, uh, just trying to put on muscle and some pounds, obviously. And then, um, and then I, uh, and then, uh, just with my second year, I guess I had a lot more confidence, you know, with the puck and, and rushing the puck up the ice. And, you know, I also got put in more reliable, uh, types of the game. You know, I'm playing in the last two minutes of that game or, or something like that. I'm also getting power play time, but, uh, Overall, I think my mindset was, you know, you need to come to the rink every, every day. And uh, obviously, you see scouts, scouts in the building, and uh, during your draft year, and you just want to impress them, and you want to, you want to leave them with a good impression on the ice uh, at the end of the day when they're leaving the rink. And uh, my dad's always told me, you know, they want to. It doesn't really matter where or what round you get drafted in or, or anything like that it's you know um you want to make them leave the rank with an impression of yourself like wow does he have more of that or or anything like that which is uh you know which is kind of the the mindset that i went into that year i want this coach to leave the rank thinking about who i am yeah for sure it's just a number right like you gotta yeah exactly now would you be able to talk to us too a little bit about um the whole experience of being drafted and uh, you put up solid points, and what was it like talking to the NHL teams throughout the year? Any like memorable interviews or anything like that? Um, yeah. Uh, well, probably the most memorable one was uh, Chicago. You know, they actually took they actually took me and a couple of guys uh, out for a nice dinner at the keg. Oh, no so way. that awesome. was that, yeah, that was that was a really nice one, and then. Um, just uh, you know, it was kind of it's kind of nervous just talking to all those teams, you know, because you wanna you wanna get drafted, obviously, and then you wanna do a good job in the interviews and, and stuff like that. And but funny fact is, St. Louis was the last team to call me to interview mm-hmm. me, which was which is really weird. So 
I, uh, you know, it was weird for me. And then to hear my name get called by St. Louis was, it was unbelievable, but it was also a little bit weird because they were the last team to call me. So now do you think it was like a, it's a really, even just thinking about it, it's like such a surreal experience from, you know, growing up and Mm -hmm. being the NHL being so far away and then getting the opportunity to be drafted by it. And like, that's such a cool thing to even say. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's far away as a little kid and you're thinking like, you know, this, this could be me in 15 years and then you get into the OHL and this could, this could happen in two years and all that stuff going through your head. You're right. It is surreal. And then to hear your name get called and then it finally happens. It's just a dream come true really as a kid playing hockey and and especially in this Waterloo area, you know, having so many talented, talented players and then your name being amongst one of them and to be drafted in the NHL around here is, is an unbelievable feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, going back to the interviews, are there any mind games? Like you hear that, you hear, like I, I remember listening to Brian Burke and he talked about how all the, all the players, their agents have everything prepared for them. Like, were you one of those guys who, who knew exactly what you're going to say before you went in? Was there things they did to throw you off so they could really get uh, the I know that there, there was one tricky question that I had. And, uh, you know, it was, it was with Arizona. And it was, um, they said something. It's like, do you think that, uh, like, what more are you, bo- like, uh, how much skill are you born with? And how much skill do you, uh, you gain over training? And you had hmm. to give a percent. And... I was in this interview with uh, with two other guys, Thomas Harley and Cole Schwinn, and I was in the middle of it with them, and I'm like whispering, I'm like, what do you guys think? Like, I, I have no clue. And, you know, you, you obviously want to make a good impression, so I put, I think I put like 60% you gain over your years, and then 40% I think you're born with. Yeah, and then... New York actually had, they had a questionnaire, the Islanders, they had a questionnaire and they had a couple math questions in there. Actually, and I'm not a big, I'm not a big math guy. Yeah. And I was also doing that one with Schwent and Harley and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to like, like, you know, answer the question truthfully of like what I think. And then like, after I asked Harley, he's, he put one answer and I put the, like a different answer. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely wrong. On like hundred percent. Like, there's no way I'm right, but, you know, they, they do play a couple mind games and some questions, and then other ones just pretty straightforward. Well, I never, I didn't know, I guess, I know, um, I didn't have the enough information, but I didn't know that you went in with multiple people sometimes. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's just, uh, you just write down a piece of paper, and then other times it's, you know, it's individual, you know, they'll give you a call, or they'll meet with, like, if you like us, we had three guys, like three or four guys who uh, could have gotten drafted into the NHL. And then sometimes they, they separate you and then sometimes they just take you all at once. Is that not weird? You're kind of like trying to get a better answer. Yeah. It, teammates? Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a bit weird. And then, you know, sometimes you have the exact same answer or, or stuff like that. But yeah, you're right. It is a bit, it is a bit awkward and a bit weird. And those are people you've never met before, like just random, or not random, but yeah. just strangers, I guess. 
Yeah, just just uh, random hockey guys, I guess, random scouts. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that would be strange. Yeah. But yeah. Let's move. Bit. Let's move into uh, playing for Team Canada and that whole experience. And uh, we talked to we had Shelby Wood and Tristan Lennox on on the show, mm-hmm. and they both gave the experience of what it was like making it or getting to know that you made the team. And they both said there's like the room experience where. Uh, someone would come to your door, you'd be waiting all morning really nervous, and then someone would come take you to another room and tell you if you made it or not. Would you be able to tell mm-hmm. us your experience with that as well? Yeah. Um, so for, for the U-17s, when I, uh, I actually got a call from my agent that I that I made the team there, and then right after I got a team from, uh, I think it was the general manager of the team, the U-17 team, uh, which was, you know, it, it was unbelievable, you know, just to, you know, know that you're playing with the maple leaf on your, on your front chest. And then my U18 experience, um, I was in, uh, Finland because, uh, we went over a couple weeks earlier for, uh, just to train and stuff, you know, to get ready for like the, the time change, I guess like that. And then, and, uh, it was actually in, in Finland and then in the morning I, uh, uh, one of the coaches, we had a, we had a meeting, and then they said, uh, you know, congratulations, you made the team. And then just a huge smile, just right on right on your face, and then you're like, yep, you're wearing it again. So, you know, it's whenever you play for Team Canada, it's an unbelievable feeling. You know, it feels like the whole country is behind you when you're playing every single game. You know, that's the one thing that I love doing, and then hopefully. Uh, See how things go. Hopefully this year I can get a shot at making the the World Juniors. Yeah, that'd be and awesome. How did you guys do in that U18 tournament? It just kind of, uh, what was the tournament? Yeah, um, we lost to uh, Sweden in the semifinals. And then we uh, – with so we tied it up um, with, I think, around four minutes left. It was, it was 3-2 for Sweden, and we tied it up late. And then um, – Sweden, I think a couple of shifts later, Sweden came down and one of their guys just absolutely ripped it far down. And then we we lost that game to Sweden, which they were, they were the host. And then uh, we went into the bronze medal game against the U.S., which had uh, you know like Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegras and Cole Caulfield and all like, all those guys. And they they were a really good team, like really good because they've been playing together for two years and, and stuff like that with the U.S. Uh, development program. But yeah, just unbelievable hockey players. We we lost that game, so we finished fourth. Cool. How was the? Cool. Um, I'm always interested. In, how was like playing other teams? Like, did you notice a difference in like kind of like the culture at all, or like how was it differently? Like, kind of run compared to like the Team Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Team Canada is more of a, you know, obviously like a more of a hardworking, you know, a mix of hard work and a mix of skill and a mix of grit and toughness, and then. It's it's different with the European teams because you know they're playing on such a bigger ice surface and you know they have, they have a lot of skilled players and stuff like that. But I'd say uh, like obviously Canada and the U.S. have similar playing styles, and then all the Europeans just have more of a skilled, you know, hardworking, but kind of a little bit less on the hitting and, and the gritty stuff just because of how big the ice is out there. Right. Yeah. Cool. And then let, let's talk about the actual team. I, I didn't even think about the U.S. team, but that would be so cool to play against. Because obviously mm-hmm. you played those guys like he was in Caulfield. 
mm-hmm. in all of them. But uh, what about your team? Like, obviously, like I'm someone who wants to play in the BC, and so I've looked up mm-hmm. to Alex Newhook for a couple of years now. Like, he obviously yeah. lived a tournament. What was I remember watching yeah. TV? Like, what was he like? That- yeah, um, Newhook's a great guy. Uh, I love being around him. He's a funny guy. Um, big Newfie. So, uh, guys like that. And then we had guys, uh, we had guys like, uh, Dylan Cousins who went to Buffalo this year really early in the first round. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just filled with a great group of guys really. And I think that's, that's one of the most important things you can have on a team that's being built in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't too, too bad because I knew most of the guys from uh, my U-17 team out there. But, yeah, no, it was, it was it was good. All those guys were unbelievable and great hockey players. Could you tell, like, that they were, like, Newhook was one of the best players in the NCAA this year? And, uh, yeah. The guys in the Western mm-hmm. League, you said, like, Krebs and Cousins, they lit it up. Like, could you could you tell just from practicing with them that, they were obviously the whole mm-hmm. team was unreal, but they they yeah. they're clearly a bit ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and, and I think that's why they they all went in the first round this year. And uh, you know, just just the way that they come to practice and how badly they want it, um, you know, it shines down on the whole lineup really. And they're they're just great guys to play with because they brought it every night. Now, would you be able to talk about your whole draft experience? Like, for a lot of the listeners, too, people, even we think it's such a such an amazing thing, and not a lot of people get that experience. So would you be able to run us through your whole draft experience, the day? What was it like, the feelings, the emotions? It was a very stressful day. I'll start off with that. And then I, mean, I think I got up around maybe – eight in the morning you know i couldn't sleep the night before couldn't sleep just just because the nerves and stuff and then you know the stress started building up and the nerves kept going and going and you know i I had a bunch of uh my family and friends over actually so uh my cousins my aunts my uncles my grandparents and all that and we were all sitting in front of the tv and um uh rounds kept going by and you know i started to get a little bit nervous um, you know, just, just from my agent and, and stuff like that, from what he's told me before the draft. And, and then, you know, the end of the fourth round hit and then, you know, we're going through the fifth and, you know, the nerves kept going and going and I was getting more stressed. And and then I finally got a call from my agent and uh, I wasn't even at the TV at the time. I was, uh, I was upstairs in my room and, uh, my phone starts going off like crazy. So my agent calls me and he, and he says, uh, congrats. Uh, you're going to the defending Stanley cup champions. Jeez. And, uh, you know, I, I almost, I almost dropped my phone. I was, I was so excited. You know, my whole, my whole family, there's a big, there's a big roar in, in our living room and stuff like that, a bunch of clapping. And then, um, and then, you know, a couple of tears were shed between my mom and, and my grandparents and stuff like that, just because uh, how big it was for me and how big it was for my family. Um, but as soon as, as soon as I heard my name called, everything, a huge lift just went off my shoulders. And, you know, I was just so thankful to go to such a great organization like St. Louis, um, especially with them winning the cup that year. And uh, how hard of a working organ their organization is and, 
you know, just the type of player that I am, you know, I think it's, I think it was a great fit for me. So yeah, a lot of emotions, a lot of stress and a lot of nerves. That's basically how I sum it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It must feel really, really good to have that accomplishment knowing that you've worked your whole life to get there and like you, a, a sense of relief, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely was, you know, just of all the years and all the time spent in the gym and then on the ice and then practices and stuff like that and you know staying after practice is it was a big lift off the shoulders i'll tell you that yeah yeah and, and then what what was it like right after right you're going in the next couple of days next week to rookie camp yeah uh, um so i after i got a call from my agent i got a call from uh i think their their head of player development uh tim taylor and um i uh He's, he called me, said, you know, congratulations, uh, you're flying out Sunday. <laughs> and I think that, I think the draft was on a Thursday and he's like, yeah, you're flying out for a development camp on Sunday. And, uh, you know, he's like, can you, uh, text me your passport information and all stuff like that and all of your flight book Sunday I was off. I flew to Atlanta and then right to St. Louis. So wow. right for development camp. Yeah. It was a quick turnaround. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. then run it through development camp for you that was your first taste of it yeah so um uh you know i got there i was a bit nervous and you know just meeting a bunch of guys and stuff like that you know they have a couple of draft picks in the ohl like tyler tucker who played who played for flint this year uh so i knew him pretty well um and then uh first day was fitness testing and that was that was really hard uh they did a three mile salt bike test <sighs> Oh yeah, it was it was not fun. I was lying on the ground for about thirty minutes, and whenever I lift my head up, I was like, "Give me a garbage can," and then I, then I'd put it back down, and I'd be fine. But I'd say that that was a really hard part of it, just the fitness testing, just the the bike part actually, and then getting on the ice and you know learning from all the different coaches that they have out there and their skills coach, their skating coach, and stuff like that, and then. You know, um, at the end of every day, we had a, a three-on-three scrimmage. So uh, just going into that, trying to impress management and stuff like that, all their coaches who are watching. You know, I, I thought I had a, had a really good camp. You know, I thought I left a really good first impression. And then, um, you know, I went back and back back in the, back in to the summer and back to the training, and then I went to main camp. Now, would you say it's would you say it's fair to say that uh, at those camps they really try and break you as a player, like they try and push you to your max just to see if you got what it takes? Um, I think I I I think there's a bit of that, but I also think there's a bit of you know this is our culture, and this is the way that we're going to run our team, and this is the way that we're going to play, and you know you need to come to this organization and show yourself that you can do that. Mm-hmm. So management that you can do just because yeah i know with a bunch of other uh with football as well with those camps they they bring you out there to push you to your like max so if yeah. you if you drop dead like they know you're you're not fit for this or you can't they really mm-hmm. see if yeah, even if you're like sick and dead by the end if you can still somehow get up and keep going that's when they know like they've chose yeah, the right person. exactly yeah definitely definitely and I think there's a bit of that uh, towards it. And, you know, if, if you're uh, fit out to be a hockey player, you'll, you'll get by that. I think that's why St. Louis is just such a harder-working 
organization and why they're respected so much in the NHL. Mm-hmm. That, that's personally what I think. Uh, I was going to jump into our, our previous guests that have worked with St. Louis, uh, Andrew Hoff, and then um, the head of head video analysis, Ben Dalpy, and they, they all love it in St. Louis. And what was your time, your little time with Hoff like? And I'm sure he's sending you the, the uh, this protocol. Yep. Uh, you know, Hoff is a great guy. You know, I, I love working with Hoff. He's such a hardworking guy. And he, he, he's uh, – he, he really loves what he does, and, and you can tell that by just the program and how much time he puts into it and how much time he wants to develop athletes. And, you know, um, he, he came down to Mississauga a bunch this year, you know, just to get a couple uh, jump tests in and um, and stuff like that. And then went out for dinner with him to discuss everything and, and how I'm going to develop as, as a player off the ice and how uh, certain things are going to make me better as a player and uh, – you know, he's, he puts a lot of work into, into what he does, and he loves what he does, and I think that's the most important thing for, for a trainer. And, um, you know, just working with him and and uh, doing all of his programs and stuff, and like I said before, he's, he, he loves what he does, and, and you can definitely just tell. And, and he's such a great guy to work with. and He pushes you to your max, which is great, which is, I, I love as a hockey player and as a person. Now, kind of on the the wrapping end side of things, but what are what are your goals for the future? Like you just you just got welcomed into a huge next step in your life. But what are you? Mm-hmm. I guess as a player, what are you going to bring to the table f- with your goals coming in the future? Um, I think as as a player, I think that um, you know I want I want to play another I want to play another dominant year in Mississauga. And then, you know, hopefully, hopefully I can sign a contract with, with St. Louis and, and continue my route with, with the Blues organization and stuff like that. And then go play in the AHL, you know, get my boots wet and pro. Um, and then hopefully in a couple of years, I can crack the Blues lineup. And, and you know, uh, I want to be a full-time, full-time NHL player. And, you know, it doesn't matter what line I start in. I, I think I'm always just going to work my way up and, that's what you have to do in life. And, you know, I won't stop at, uh, I'll keep going. I won't stop and, until I'm at the top. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, sure. that's very humble to, to say as well. But uh, last question here. Uh, what advice would you give to a 16-year-old trying out uh, for the OHL or someone like Matt who's going into the, um, se- or at 17 going into the Pete's camp? Like what, what advice at that level would you give someone? Um, I know it's kind of cliche and, and stuff like that, but you, you have to be a sponge. And that's what I was in St. Louis, and that's what I was in Mississauga. It's just you got to be a sponge. You have to listen to everything that everyone says. And, um, you know, just even on the ice, just do something that I think, you know, uh, makes you stand out as a player. You know, even if – you not you, you might not be the, the biggest guy, you might not be the strongest guy, and you might not be the toughest guy, but do something that someone else won't so you can take their spot on the team. And that's what and that's and I think that's what coaches and GMs look for in, in training camps and, and things like that is just do something that makes you stand out as a hockey player and why they should pit, put you on their team. That's that's personally what I think. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's a perfect way to wrap it up we all want to thank you so much and i'm sure everyone yeah. will take a lot it's so cool to hear the behind the scenes of someone who was recently drafted 
Yeah, no, guys, I I really appreciate. It. No, thank you for having me on. You guys have, you know, I've listened to a couple podcasts, and you know, you guys have got it going and, and keep it going because it's great, and I love listening to it. So yeah, no, I appreciate. Thank uh, you. Just yeah. keep keep Thanks. going the right way. Yeah, no Perfect. problem. Anytime. Thanks again.